So this morning I want to share some thoughts with you, but before I want to share those thoughts with you, I want to share about the time that I had with the Lord while writing this word. And um, yeah, I want to encourage you to spend time with him and in his word, a time of peace and slowing down, trust and faith coming together. Firstly, I want to say that this day was a day like any other day, and God was there in that moment, waiting for me. And he spoke to me, and he spoke to me this word, because I decided to spend time with him. Take time off from the day, take time off from the doing, and just be. Can we put the music on? Thank you. Um, God is always waiting. He's always waiting for us to spend time with him. We are not waiting for him to enter our presence, but the other way around, us entering his constant presence. It's like a VR pair of glasses. Have you ever used some of those? Like you put them on and then you're somewhere else. I've used them once, freaky. But before you put the glasses on, you can't see anything. You can't see this other universe just you know it's just there waiting but you can't see it and then you put the glasses on and you haven't traveled anywhere physically but you could be in the middle of the forest or on a beach um and it's beautiful you feel like you are there you look down and you're there you look up and you're there you look around and you're like wait i'm not in my living room anymore and because of what is in front of you you act like you're in that environment I remember once I put them on and it seemed like there was this like elevator and I wanted to touch the buttons. There was no buttons in front of me, but because you are in that environment, you're acting like you are in that environment. And it's the same with God. He's always there waiting. And when you enter his presence, you are still physically in the same place, but you're also a hundred miles away because he's there waiting for you. So on this day, like any other day, I put my son to bed. Uh, for a nap and I went to my office to read before starting some house jobs and I was like I'll just do this for 10 minutes because I know I have so many things to do and the list is not waiting for anybody but if you decide to give God even 10 minutes of undivided time he will enter it and do something amazing start with 10 minutes start with eliminating distractions start with eliminating anything that is in your way start with eliminating hurry start as i sat spending time with god and reading genesis 1 i was amazed to see some beautiful things in the first two verses i didn't really get any further than the first two verses of genesis 1. there were things in that verses that i did not see before things that i only saw when i slowed down and read something i read before hundreds of times even though i i knew this verse by heart i heard it so many times in sunday school and Every time I started reading my Bible and I didn't never got past, you know, January the 5th at the beginning of the year, I knew these verses very well. But this time it was new, like reading it for the very first time. So let's read it together and then look a little bit more closely to it. Genesis 1 verse 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Let's look at the first few words. In the beginning, God. 
It all starts with God. Nothing starts without him. In the beginning, God. That is so beautiful and profound. I could stop there. I could just sit there in this moment. Then the other day when I read this, I just sat there in my office crying. In the beginning, God. Not me, not my fears, not my plans, not my questions, nothing else that I might start with, but God. I can, start, I can start my day with this phrase, in the beginning, God, in the morning, God, in the afternoon, God, in the evening, at every step, God. Can you feel it? Can you feel his presence? Can you feel him? And then I heard God, and I'm telling you this morning, stay with him. Stay with me this morning. Don't let your mind wander somewhere else. I am very guilty for doing that very easily, especially when I have a long to-do list. But God said, stay with me. Can you feel me? How many things this week have started with God? How many days have started with him? I am becoming more and more aware of these words in the beginning, God. And I'm allowing God at the beginning of everything more and more. The big things and the small things. A few months ago, I found myself praying more than I did before. Um, and needing God more than I needed him before. And it made me question why. To start, to start with, I felt like, well, I've come so far in the last 10 years. Why am I needing God more? Why am I praying more? Shouldn't I, you know, I've dealt with more things than I've done before. Why do I need him more? Should I not him, need him less you know like a teacher at the beginning you need your teacher a lot and then you can do it yourself but then God spoke and he said you don't need me more than before you need me for more things for everything and in everything I used to need him and run to him just for the big things just for the one big thing in the day which wasn't so often you know but now I know him more I need him in everything and I want him to be a part of everything before I would go to him for the one big thing in the day and then all the other smaller things I would find my own source of peace like my phone or cleaning or food or the TV those were my sources but now more and more I'm going to him for everything before anything else him in the beginning God in the beginning of my day, at the start of writing a message, before I cook, before I clean, before I spend time with my son, at the beginning of everything, God. I'm trying more and more to not let any areas of my life to begin without God. I thank him for it, and I ask him if he has anything to add to this. I ask him to enter the presence before I sit and play Thomas trains with my son. And the environment changes because he's invited to it. He's not just in the spiritual things. He's in everything and wants to be a part of everything. He wants to be invited in the Thomas playing tank engine time. He wants to be invited to me cooking. He wants to be invited in everything. You wouldn't believe what difference it makes. But don't take my word for it. Try it. In the beginning, God.
But the verse carries on and says, created. In the beginning, God created. God created the heavens and the earth. God created in the beginning and he has not stopped. He cannot stop creating. He is a creator. New life comes out of him all the time. It flows out of him. What has God created in your life and around you in the last year? I think that's a slide for that. Oh, there it is. Uh, and I'm, I'm asking what has God created. I'm not asking if, because he has. I know he has. That is what he does. He cannot but create. He cannot but bring forth life. So, what has he created? Have you seen it? Have you identified it? Have you celebrated it? Have you entered it? These are questions that we can ask and answer ourselves because God is creating all the time in and around us. But God has created you, each one of you, and he's on the inside of you. Therefore, the creator is on the inside of you, making you a creator as well. He wants you to be like him every day. He wants you to be like him in every way. He wants you to flow your creativity wherever you go. God's creative nature on the inside of us gives us authority, favor, and influence on the earth. Have you got God on the inside of you? Very exciting this morning. Have you got God on the inside of you? Thank you. Therefore, you have authority, favor, and influence on the earth on the inside of you. If you read Genesis 1, verse 26 and 27, it says, They were created in the image of God. If he's creative, so are we. He said, let's make mankind in our image. It didn't say, let's make him in our image, in these areas, but leave these areas out. No, in our image. We are like him in every way. Creativity is not a gift that some people have and some people don't. I might not be able to paint as well as other people, but doesn't mean I'm not creative. Doesn't mean I may not be able to sing the way other people do, but does not mean I'm not creative. Creativity is a manifestation of the divine nature of God in you and inside of me. I am creative in so many ways, and I'm discovering all the time the creative way that God has put on the inside of you. For once, I'm a creator of environments. Since he's constantly in you, creativity is constantly in you. So God is always creating, and that is the truth. But God knows what he's creating. He knows who he is, and he knows what, he, what flows out of him. Because he's a creator, and he knows. He didn't just think, oh, let's create this. It might take seven days, it might take ten days. He knew who he is. He know what he's creating. Do you know? Do you know what you are creating? Again, I'm not asking if, because we are always creating something. Aware or not aware, we are always creating something. We might create something that brings life or something that steals life. Are we creating an environment of peace and love everywhere we go and speak or an environment of fear? So what are you creating? Are you aware of it? Where does it flow out of? 
does it flow from the love and peace that God pours into you? Or is it out of what the world gives? What are you creating today? What are your sources? Whatever is your source, that is what you'll flow out of. In the beginning, God. If your day starts with God, everything will flow out of that. Let's carry on reading. It says, now the earth was formless and empty. Have you ever felt empty? You know that feeling? Emptiness? Darkness was over the surface of the deep. Have you felt darkness? Ever? Lately? In the ancient Hebrew, waters represented the unknown. I don't like the unknown. Anyone likes the unknown? Not even Elsa. But we know those waters. Loss and pain and grief and wounds and not knowing what to do or where to go or how to deal with the pain. How to deal with the pain of life. We know those waters. We have been in those waters. I've been in those waters more times than I would have liked. Especially in this last year, we've all been in those waters together. There's, there's a phrase that says we're all in the same boat. I don't know about you, but at times I did not feel like I was in the boat. I was in the water feeling like I'm drowning. Anyone there? So at least in the same boat feels like I'm out of the water. But we've all been in those waters. We know that. But the verse carries on and says, And the Spirit was hovering over the water. The Spirit was hovering over the waters. These waters that we've just been talking about, the Spirit was hovering over. Over chaos, over emptiness, darkness, and the Spirit hovers over. And then the Spirit enters those waters, creating something new. Something so beautiful and vast. Out of the chaos came something new. Something beautiful. Have you ever been surrounded by God's nature and beauty? And you thought, wow, this is amazing. And you feel overwhelmed by its beauty. Well, all the beauty came out of that chaos at the beginning of the unknown. Because the spirit was hovering. Out of something that you and I could not see any further than mess and emptiness and darkness. But in the beginning, God, in the midst of it, God was creating. In the middle of the waters, the waters of pain and grief. The spirit is hovering and entering it and creating something new and beautiful. There's spirit in there, hovering and waiting for something. It's waiting to create something new. That is why sometimes the people that who inspire us the most have been through those waters. They've experienced the chaos, the darkness, the emptiness, but also experienced the hovering and creation, like we heard this morning. I can't imagine feeling peace in those times, but Jackie says she felt peace. In chaos and darkness and emptiness and unknown, he brings peace and he brings something new. So what waters are you going through right now? What waters have you been through in the past and have and one new creation has come out of them? When it feels like chaos and emptiness, know and be assured that the Spirit is there. In the moments of feeling alone, He is there, 
hovering about to create something new. I've been in those places so many times, and now looking back, I'm like, of course he was there. But then in that moment, full of chaos and emptiness and darkness and unknown, how can I even see him? But he was there, hovering. This last year has been nothing but chaos, emptiness, darkness, unknown. And yet, we have seen the Spirit work like we have never seen him before. We have seen healing, we have seen provision, we have seen beauty coming out of that chaos. The spirit was hovering and carries on hovering, waiting to create something new, a new era, a new life, new beginnings. In this room today, we have new beginnings waiting to happen because God and life are coming out all the time. But hovering is similar to waiting. The spirit was not rushing. The spirit was hovering, looking, taking it all in. If it was me, I'd be like, let's get this over with. I don't like the emptiness. I don't like the mess. I don't like looking at it. Humans, we are all about rush. Rushing here, rushing there. But there's nothing in God that rushes. Hurry is not part of him. Hurry is something that we have come up with. We don't like the look of chaos. We don't like the look of emptiness and darkness, but who does? Okay, nobody. But the verse tells us that the spirit was hovering, taking his time before entering it and creating something new. Which brings us back to trust. In the midst of chaos, how do you act? Have you got peace or are you in a hurry? Because hurry is such a killer killer of love and killer of peace hurry and love don't really go together hurry and peace don't go together hurry and joy don't go together think about a time when you've been in a hurry or in a rush maybe trying to get out of the house with all the kids or rushing through traffic try to get somewhere think about that time can you remember love being in that moment have you felt peaceful in that moment Can you try to put peaceful and joy in the same environment as rush and hurry? No. I can't imagine Jesus in a hurry. I can't imagine him, come on boys, come on disciples, get your sandals on, let's go, let's go. I've got to make some bread today, I've got to heal three, oh no, four people today, and then i got to pray for 12 hours, come on. No, no, no. Jesus was nothing like that. He was at peace at all times. There was nothing about him that was hurry and rush. And yet he did so much. And he didn't have Uber Eats or Uber or taxis. But somehow he managed it all. And they were in, when they were in places, when people, when disciples were like, what are we going to do now? Let's go to the town. Let's go buy some food. He was like, whoa, boys. Let's first pray. And then he prayed over the bread. Before he did numbers and before anything else, he prayed. Before anything, he was hovering, waiting to create something new. If you look at all the examples of Jesus doing a miracle, there's never a rush. I mean, at one point someone says, come on, they're going to die. And the Bible says, and he waited three more days. I mean, I can't, sometimes I can't even wait three more minutes. I'm like, let's go, let's get this over with. But in the midst of the chaos and uh, the mist and the chaos and emptiness, Jesus is there. So in the midst of the chaos and emptiness, 
I will do my best to eliminate hurry and allow the hovering of the spirit to create something new. So let's finish where we started this morning, with a regular day, a day that could have been filled with hurry and rushing around, but also a day full of choices, a choice to slow down and be in the presence of the Father. And there he met me and downloaded truth and beauty, and he wants to do that every single day, in every single moment, not out of rush, not out of looking at the clock and thinking, oh, this meeting better be quick, but out of slowing down and being in his presence. Because the spirit was hovering over the waters, over the unknown, there was spirit and there's something new created. Amen.